Well, you know, the last couple of um, weeks we have been doing the Bible Project. And um, for those of you that are doing the Bible Project, we're in the book of Acts. Um, And I don't know about you, but the book of Acts is becoming very much alive for me. Um, And I hope so too for yourselves. Um, It's a great study. um, And it's great to see how God's Spirit kept moving in the book of Acts even when he ascended back to heaven. And I just began to think about it, and I know I shared it here in the prayer meeting the other week. Just imagine if the book of Acts was not in the Bible. So could you imagine if it wasn't there, and the ministry of Jesus, so everything that Jesus had done, and everything, the miracles, and the signs, and the wonders, and the preaching of the word, everything that he had done, just stopped in the book of John. And then... There was no book of Acts. You know, we wouldn't get to witness the power of the Holy Spirit being poured out on the church. We wouldn't get to witness tongues. We wouldn't get to witness, you know, Peter preaching to the crowds. We wouldn't get to witness Peter being in a trance. And when he got to see the vision, when the four corners of the sheet came down from heaven. We wouldn't get to witness Peter and Barnabas or Paul and Barnabas preaching with power to the Jews and to the Greeks and the Jews and the Greeks becoming believers. So can you just imagine if the book of Acts was not in the Bible, we wouldn't know this stuff. But the good news this morning is the book of Acts is in the Bible and the book of Acts is still very much alive today. And when I say the book of Acts is very much alive today, I'm talking about the Spirit of God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit that came upon the apostles in the upper room. And transformation came. You know, these guys were uh, filled with the power of God. And when they were filled with the power of God, that rolled over onto us here today. So, if you think or... If you have some idea that the book of Acts or the Spirit of God is dead, you're very much mistaken. Because God is still alive today. God is a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. And we don't stand up here to entertain people or to put a show on. You know, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of signs and wonders. We believe in tongues. And we believe that those two children are going to be raised and they're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to take us back to Acts 3. And I know we're ahead, but you'll see where I'm going. But in, in Acts 3, this is what it says. If you have your Bible... Or if it's on the screen. No. Okay, let me read. So it talks about Peter heals a crippled beggar. And it says that Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. And as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day this man was put beside the temple gate. And this gate was called the beautiful gate. Is that right, sir? So he could beg from the people going into the temple. So he was put there every day. And he had a position at this gate every day. And his job was to beg of the people that would go in and out. And this man, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. 
And Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, he said, look at us. And you can nearly hear Peter saying it, saying it to him. Look at us. And the lame man looked at them eagerly. And this man expected some money. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold. I don't have silver or gold. But I'll give you what I do have. And Peter said to him, In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene, get up and walk. Let that sink in. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. And then it tells us that Peter took the lame man by the right hand and he helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and his ankles, they were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up, he stood on his feet and he began to walk. And then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. With them. And all the people saw him walking. And they heard him praising God. And when they realized that this was the man that sat at the gate, the beautiful gate, this was the same man, they were absolutely astounded, the people. So Father God, We ask to be astounded here this morning, Lord. Father, speak to us through your word. Father, let your word, Father God, become a light unto our feet this morning. Father, astound us, Father, with your word here this morning. Father, may your people receive bread here this morning. In Jesus' name. You know, when you read that portion of scripture... I love reading the Gospels of Jesus. I love seeing his miracles. I love seeing people being healed, people being restored. You know, because you can read it and you can glimpse over it and you can say, oh, you know what, that happened then. That happened for them. That happened back there. But that's not true. Yes, it did happen, but it's still happening today. It's still happening today because, as I said, we serve a God who is a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker, the God that we serve. And there's a couple of things that I just want to share about this portion of Scripture. Um, You know, we're given a description about this man. And what we know about this man, this man, he's lame. He's crippled. He can't walk. You know, he was born that way when he was in his mother's womb. This was the way when this man came into the world that um, he was presented. He was a cripple. He He was unable to walk. And it tells us that he was not able to stand on his own two feet. But, you know, when you read Acts, and I'll encourage you to get into it, um, we're also told further on in the book of Acts, in Acts 4.22, that this man that was sitting at the gate, he was 40 years old. So for half of his lifetime, this man was not able to stand on his own two feet. Imagine that. Not being able to stand on your own two feet. And the other thing that we're told about this man, he's beside the temple every single day. And he's beside this temple every single day so that he could beg. This man never knew what freedom was. He never knew how to experience freedom, what what freedom looked like. 
Because this man had to depend on other people to carry him every single day to this gate. And this gate that's identified in in this scripture, the beautiful gate, when you study it and when when you read it, this gate was a landmark. And it was a landmark in this man's life. And I don't know whether it's still there today, but when you go down East, or when you go down O'Connell Street and you see Eason's, there's a, a newspaper stall that used to be there. And it was a landmark for people to be able to go and get their newspapers every day. Still there, still there hallelujah. Someone's still being employed. So this man was dependent on people all through his lameness to bring him to this spot. Because he was not able to get there on his own. And what sticks out in the scripture, that this man, he's at the temple. And the temple, as we know it, is the church. So he's at this church every single day. And every single day, there's prayer going on. So every single day, he got to hear the elders or the, the, the Pharisees, the chief priests, the people of the town, he would hear them every single day in this temple, in this church praying. And even though he's at the temple every day, nothing changed in this man's life for 40 years. Nothing. He heard them praying to God. He heard them calling out to God. And yet this man would sit at the temple gate begging, looking for silver or gold. Every day. You know, as leaders, we, we often we get encouraged when people come to us and they say to us, you know, um, I want to grow spiritually. I want to grow deeper in God. I want to move on in the things of God. But in that same conversation can follow. But I just don't want to give that up yet. <gasps> I just don't want to give this up yet. I still want to be part of this in my life. And it's like me saying I want to lose weight. But I still really want to be able to eat the hamburgers every day. (laughs) You know, we hire um, personal trainers um, to help us to lose weight. And a good trainer will tell you to eat small, isn't that right? Eat in proportion, eat healthy food, exercise, watch your calories. And we pay them lots of money. And we know this stuff is true. And we want to have physical change to our body. But can I tell you this morning that lameness comes in all shapes and sizes. And it's not just physical lameness. You know, lameness can come in, in, um, you can have mental lameness. You can have a poverty mentality. You know, that I should be supported in my condition. Just like this man at the gate. I should be supported in my condition by everybody that's going in and out of that temple. But this man also had a social lameness. This man was dependent on people to give him money. He was dependent on society to give him money every day. But he also had a spiritual lameness. He was spiritually blinded. 
And we have a society of people out here who have lost the awareness and the power of God. And here we have this man. He's at the church every single day. And you know what? We can be at church every single day, every single week, and we can lose sight of the power of God. We can be in our lameness. We can be in our lameness even when we're here in the house of God. Sometimes we can be so lame that we find it hard to stand on our own two feet. And even though this lame man was at the church every single day, nothing changed. For 40 years, nothing changed. But then the story shifts and we get a picture of the church. And I love this. In verse 3, we get a picture of Peter and John coming along. And they're together. And they're coming along and they're going in to pray at the temple. But on their way they stopped. And they stopped to help this lame man. And as he begins to ask them for money, Peter looks at him. And he looks at him along with John. And he says to him, Look at us. Peter says to the lame man, Look at us. And what he was saying was, I want your undivided attention. Look at us. So the lame man gave Peter and John his attention. This lame man probably gave Peter and John his attention because he was so used to getting money off people. So he probably thought to himself, I'm in for a big, a big whopper of silver and gold here. <laughs> but he was in for a little bit of a shock. But the lame man did fix his eyes on Peter and John. And he did begin to look at them intently. And I'm sure he was calculating in his head, I wonder how much I'm going to get today. I wonder how much silver and gold I'm going to get. You know, I was in Paris a couple of weeks ago. And I know we have poverty and I know we have homelessness in this city. But my goodness, when I seen it in Paris, I was, I, I was actually astounded by the amount of homeless people and the amount of beggars and the amount of street hustlers that are out there trying to make money off people. But we were on the, the metro. And when we're on the metro, you have the, the beggars and the homeless people coming on. And some of them are singing and some of them are shouting and some of them are actually quite funny, you know. But you can, get, you can see people actually getting really uncomfortable on the metro. And you can see people won't make eye contact with them. But when Peter and John looked at the lame man so intently, they looked at him. They locked eyes on him. And the lame man locked eyes on them. And I, I began to think about it. Did he actually you know, stretch out his hand and did he stretch out a cup you know, to look for his silver and gold? And then Peter says those words. Silver and gold I do not have. Silver and gold I do not have. 
But then he adds, I do have something. I do have something to give you. But money I don't. And I can't help you in that department. But what I have, money can't buy. Money can't buy what I have to give you, Peter was telling him. But what I do have, I give to you. So Peter was giving it away. He was giving it away for free. I give to you. And sometimes, like the lame man, we ask God, we ask God for stuff, we pray for stuff, and we want stuff, and we want more stuff, and we want houses, and we want cars, and we want this, and we want stuff, 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 stuff. And sometimes when we pray for stuff, God wants to change the person. And don't get me wrong, stuff is okay in God. And God will bless you with stuff. But this lame man wanted money. And he wanted the money enough to keep his lameness intact. So Peter says, I have something. But it's not what you ask for. I have something for you here today. But it's not what you ask for. And what I have, I give to you. I give to you. And he says, in the name of Jesus of Nazarene, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus of Nazarene, get up and stop being lame. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, poverty, fall off you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, depression, fall off of you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, forgiveness, enter you. Peter gave the lame man power. In the name of Jesus, he says, get up and walk. Get up and walk. He said, get up and walk. Imagine Peter, the one that had denied Jesus three times further on in the chapters, says to this lame man, get up and walk. You see, Peter had something to give him because Peter knew who he was in God. Peter had the power of God inside of him. And that's how he was able to give to the lame man. And it wasn't Peter's power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that had come upon him. And the man stood and he arose and he walked and he leaped and he began to praise God. And what happened? Jesus cancelled out his disability and he communicates ability. You know, God always has something better in mind to completely change our conditions. Always. And Peter, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, filled with the power of God, was connected to the source. He was connected to God. He knew who he was in Christ. You know, you can be standing at your cooker all day and if that cooker is not plugged into the electric source you might as well be flipping pancakes till doomsday because they're not going to cook Peter was connected to the source and God gave Peter a supernatural ability to trust him for something completely out of the ordinary When you read on in Acts, 
you begin to see the signs and the wonders and, and how the apostles were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it tells us in Acts 14 where Paul and Barnabas, they go into Lystra and they began to preach. Paul began to preach. And as he's preaching, there was a man in the crowd and this man was crippled. And this man was looking at Paul so intently. And Paul was looking at him. And Paul knew that this man had the faith to be healed. Have you got the faith to be healed here this morning? Well, you can have it. (laughs) But you know, when Paul looked at this man and he realized that he had the faith to be healed, Paul shouts out and he says, get up. He said, stand up. And the man began to jump up. He began to leap. He began to dance. And these are the signs and wonders that still follow us today. Wherever the apostles went, wherever they went, they began to do the work of God. Jesus makes this lame man useful. And that's what he did. And that's what Acts 3 is all about. It's about the miracle. It's about this man being useful. He was there for a purpose. So if you've been lame for 40 years or 20 years, it's not too late. You know, Jesus can meet you where you're at today. He can meet you any place, any time, in any situation. And even if your life is nearly over, it's still not too late. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. And Jesus is saying in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And it's time for the church to make eye contact directly with the world. It's time for the church to go outside the gates. It's time that we take men and women by the hand. You know what I love about this lame man? There's three things that he did. And it's brought out here in the scriptures. And it tells you when you read the different translations that this lame man, he attached himself to the apostles. That's one of the translations. He attached himself. You know what this man was doing? He was saying, I'm not sitting here at this landmark at the beautiful gate. What he was saying was, I'm going with them. I'm going where they're going. He wanted to make a new landmark. It tells you in the Message Bible that that he grabbed hold of Peter and John. Imagine he grabbed hold after 40 years not being able to walk. Peter puts out his hands and the man grabs hold of him. And as he grabs hold of him, he gets up. And he goes into the temple, he goes into the church and he begins to dance, probably doing somersaults, praising and singing and worshipping unto God. I'm able to walk. I've life in my legs. I've life in my soul. I've life again. He grabbed hold of these two men because he knew these two men were connected to the source. He knew that these two men were connected to God. That the power of the Holy Spirit was just rushing through them. 
And we have a generation out there that are being grabbed hold of and influenced by, by all kinds of stuff. By all kinds of stuff. Whether it's criminality, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, whether it's pornography, they're being grabbed by all kinds of stuff. And we need more Peter and John's. But this man, what he did was, when, when he grabbed hold of Peter, he immediately began to use what God had given him. You see, God had given him something straight away and he began to use it. And he began to sing and he began to praise and he began to worship God. Jesus takes a man who is lame and he puts him on his two feet. And to the Peter and the Johns out there here this morning, and I know there's many here in the house this morning, you've got to allow God to interrupt your plans on the way to church. You've got to allow God to interrupt your plans on the way to the prayer meeting. You've got to allow God to put across your path a lame man, a broken man, a broken woman, a broken teenager. You've got to allow God... Because we can all go to the prayer meeting and sing hallelujah and praise God and forget about the broken. But we've got to allow God to interrupt our plans. We've got to allow God to intervene. You know, they could have said, we've got to pray. We don't have time to stop here for you. But they didn't. They didn't. They spoke to him. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And he grabs hold of them and instantly he begins to walk. Instantly he begins to run into the temple and to begin to sing and shout and praise and sing a hallelujah to his God. You know, we can have a supernatural infusion of the Holy Spirit here this morning. We can have it. You see, the power of God came upon the lame man. It came upon him. And I don't know what people struggle with here this morning. But whatever you struggle with here in the house, find a Peter and John that you can walk with. Find an Anna and a Sharon that you can walk with, that will do life with you. Find a Jimmy Goffin and Abraham that will walk with you. So can you imagine this lame man? He's lame no more. And he's in the temple. And he's singing and he's dancing and he's praising God and he's worshipping God. And the rest of them are looking and the rest of them are saying, this was your man that was outside for 40 years. Can you imagine the uproar in the prayer meeting that day? Can you imagine the people being so astounded and saying, oh my goodness, God is real. God is very much alive. A man who was once lame enters the temple on his two feet. On his two feet. And you know, later on in that story, because of that miracle, 5,000 people came to Jesus that day. 
Don't underestimate the power of God. Don't underestimate his miracles. And many have yet to come to this place to see when the power of God comes upon you. Many have yet to accept it. And this morning, I'm just going to open up the front. I'm going to ask the team to come back. Wherever the team are. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Can you just play something? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I'm going to ask us all to stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this lame man had nothing. But he found something. He found the power of God. He he found the life of God. He was so ecstatic that he ran into the temple. He ran into the house of God. Because he knew what God had done for him. For 40 years he sat at that gate begging poverty mentality not knowing the power and the freedom of the Holy Spirit not knowing the ways of God for 40 years he heard the prayer meeting going on day after day after day And in his 40th year, God decides to heal him. God decides to heal him. We've got to trust God with our lives. We've got to trust God with his timing. And we've got to trust God to step out in faith. And believe that if God could do that for that man, what can he do for me here today? And maybe God is just saying, I simply want you to be a Peter and a John. I want you to take some young man or some young woman under your wings and teach them the ways of God. Or maybe God is saying this morning, I want you to step out in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I want you to activate your faith 
Because you see, when you step out, I'll step in. And maybe God is speaking that and pressing that on someone here this morning. Because it's something you've been waiting for. Something that you're fearful of. And God is saying, I'm here. I'm here. You sang this morning, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. God is saying, step out in faith. And I'll give you all I have to give. And the psalm this morning that God is saying, I'll teach you how to stand on your own two feet. I'll teach you how to stand on your own two feet. I want to take you out of that lameness. I want to take you out of that poverty mentality. I want to take you out of that social mentality. But we've got to activate our faith this morning. I don't have silver or gold to give you this morning. I don't have it. I'm just a vessel bringing God's words to the house this morning. But what I do have is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that his spirit fall upon you afresh this morning. I know when you come by faith in the name of Jesus of Christ of Nazareth he will come and meet you where you're at. So we're going to sing the song. And whatever you need from God this morning, you have to activate it. And we'll have the Peters and the Johns come and grab you and take hold of you and walk with you in the temple and stay with you in the house of God. That's what we will do.